Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yo, yo, what's happening? Zach Elb Show, Coast to Coast, Football Friday right here, CBS Sports Radio. You can always give us a follow on the good old cesspool of Twitter and Instagram. I'm always straight flexing at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Make sure you do that if you're not following us right now. Also, give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. The coach, Herm Edwards, is going to join us coming up 20 minutes from now. We'll go around the football slate with him for another week of the NFL season. It's week two, got kicked off last night where the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Minnesota Vikings. And some people are really critical about the Eagles today. Like, they're 2-0. They didn't think they looked that great. I say this all the time. Great football teams find a way to win when they don't play their best. So this is the Eagles not at their best, and they're still 2-0. I think they're going to be a heck of a team, especially when September has now become an extension of the preseason. So I don't really understand some people questioning how good the Eagles are. They get the benefit of the doubt. They were one of the better teams in football last year. Heck, they made it to the Super Bowl. Now, on the other side with Minnesota, the big question is, when do you wave the white flag? And I don't think you wave the white flag yet if you are Minnesota. If you look at the stats, Kirk Cousins, through the first two weeks of the season, has thrown over 700 passing yards, has six touchdowns and one interception. We knew that the Vikings were going to regress to some capacity this year. I didn't think they would bottom out. But so far, they lose to the Buccaneers 20-17, to and they lose to the Eagles 34-28. to It didn't feel like it was that close of a game. But this upcoming uh, uh, next weekend, week three up against the Chargers, Hickey, I hate to say it, even though the NFC is not that good, but if you start off the year 0-3, I think it's very tough to recover from that. And also where the perception is from most people about this Minnesota Vikings team, that's a must-win game for Minnesota next week. Because you can't afford to start off the season 0-3. I know the week after that, the Vikings play the Panthers. That should be a win. But then the following week, they play the Chiefs. They got to be 2-3 and after that Chiefs game. Bare minimum. They got to find a way to get this thing to 2-3. and And if that's the case, and you play the Bears, and you beat the Bears, and you're 3-3, and all right, you kind of wipe the slate clean, and you survive what is perceived to be out a slow start to the season. I know it's only one game, right? But the difference between two and three after five games and one and four is after enormous. five games is massive. Especially considering you haven't even played a division game yet, so they never win in Lambeau, right? That's always a house of horrors for the Vikings. The lines are improved, so if bare minimum, let's say you split right there, like it's it can get early or dark, I should say, early here for the for the um, Vikings if we're talking about an zero and three team after next week. Yeah, 
Because even if you you beat the Panthers, you're you're one and three. Then let's say, but then are many people going to be picking them to beat the Chiefs? Probably not. Then right. boom, you're one and four. And even if you get to two and four, you play the Bears. Okay, then the next week you play the Forty ers Probably a loss. So then you'd be sitting at what two and five? If if my math uh, adds out there. And the way the schedule works is like anytime you want to get a little bit of momentum, it's ruined by the Chiefs or the Forty ers which again presumably should win, seeing how much better they are. It's Yeah, it's tough to get the season off the ground if you don't win next week. And the big question becomes is when do they pull the plug on Kirk Cousins? Because I said this going into the year that Kirk Cousins probably would be back next year with the Vikings. I thought he would play good enough where it's okay. There's one thing if you want to move on. I don't think the Vikings intend to bring Kirk Cousins back next year. But with that being said, who are you going to replace him with? And ultimately, I don't think it's going to get that bad where the Vikings are going to trade Kirk Cousins. And the other part is, too, you're going to need someone else to take that salary. And right now, if you look at for teams that are looking to add a quarterback, a starting quarterback, and a good quarterback in season, and a team that would be willing to figure out how the salary would work, there's only really one team that comes to mind here, Hickey. And it's the New York Jets. Like, if you tell me, let's just say, that Tua gets hurt, sure, then you add the Dolphins into the conversation. But... Out of the realistic scenarios right now, the only one that I think would be willing to do the deal here would be the New York Jets. It'd be one thing if, if let's just say, Brock Purdy was horrible last week and the 49ers lost by 30 points to the Steelers, but Brock Purdy has the force, as Steve Young once told us, and he, you know, those 49er fans are really believing in him. So, that, like, if Kirk Cousins is getting traded, from what we know now, I don't know how this is going to change in two, three weeks, the only team you could even circle right now would be the New York Jets as a potential destination in the final year of his contract. And even though one team is right, not really a market, the Vikings are lucky in the sense that the Jets are desperate with how high their hopes were, how early the injury happened for Aaron Rodgers, and the Jets' schedule, again, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, we're talking about, I mean, potentially a 1-5 team or 2-14 and that's still trying to salvage a season with Zach Wilson not playing great. That, that There's your desperation if you are Minnesota, that would maybe, again, jump some hoops to make a trade happen now. Whereas, like I said, most teams are not really motivated to really bend the rules to get him on the team. And I also know that the Vikings, a week before the season with the Teddy Bridgewater injury, once traded a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. But I don't think in the final year of his contract, with really no market for him at, you know, in a trade, I don't believe that the Vikings would get a first-round pick back for Kirk Cousins. And... I think if you're the Vikings, you got to be careful here and tread, you know, very slowly and carefully because if you get rid of Kirk Cousins, even though I don't think Justin Jefferson loves Kirk Cousins, I think he likes him and there's a difference in that. If you have no one getting Justin Jefferson the ball with his contract expiring a year from now and still not a deal done for Justin Jefferson, which is a big mistake by the Vikings. That's why I thought they should have got it done before the start of the season. Then maybe Justin Jefferson says to Minnesota, I don't want to be there because he doesn't have trust on who either the next quarterback's going to be or the people running the show with the Minnesota Vikings. But just entertain me here for a second. If Kirk Cousins, let's say, gets the free agency next year, who are the teams that are going to be in the market for him? I mean, I feel like obligatory. We have to put the... 49ers out there. And that's assuming if Brock Purdy doesn't get them to a level, but you are right. We've seen other quarterbacks have success in San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins, always flirting with Kirk Cousins. So that's fair. 
in reality, probably at least two of the teams in the NFC South, right? You would think the Buccaneers, if things go south, Baker and the Falcons, if the Desmond Falcons Ritter. would be a great destination if Desmond Ritter craps the bed. Right. And I think that the Falcons are going to win that division, but just because they win the division doesn't mean that Desmond Ritter was this fantastic quarterback. That's not a great division. If they they could win that division in spite of Desmond Ritter. Two teams that just came to mind with young quarterbacks. I wonder if they would pull the trigger okay. uh, if things go south. Your Patriots, if things do not work out with Mac Jones, you have a veteran team, right? It's not like you have a young team that's developing. You have a team where if you get mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, you can sell playoffs. But here's the thing. I think Kirk Cousins needs great players around him to even get the really good version of Kirk Cousins. Like, I don't think there's a great version of Kirk Cousins. And the Patriots, who always pick the wrong receivers for the most part, don't have great weapons around Kirk Cousins offensively. Then a team with better established weapons right now, what about the Steelers? Uh, it's way too early to give up on if Kenny If Kenny Pickett. Pickett does not play well this season. I, I can't even make that evaluation yet on Kenny I'm just Pickett. Saying if, who played if, well down the stretch last year. If, if, thing, if he plays more like he did on Sunday, and that's another veteran team where, if, again, you're not trading two first on picks for Kirk Cousins. You just have to sign him and yeah. pay him. I would still be really surprised by that because the ceiling for Kirk Cousins is not great. And I would rather go with the more unknown player if you're like, because I don't think the Steelers right now are ready to win a Super Bowl. I think they could be a good team, but to go get like two, three years of Kirk Cousins, who you know for the most part what he is. If I'm going to move on from Kenny Pickett, I'd rather do it in a year or two from now, knowing that Kenny Pickett's not the guy, and go try to find that next young great quarterback. Then I guess right now I'd probably say the favorite has to be going back to the old stopping grounds, right? Commanders. That's a yeah. Oh wow. New ownership, too. New ownership. I mean, if Sam Howell, who, look, it's one game, so we're not jumping to conclusions. And but if he does great. not live up to the expectations Ron Rivera basically kind of laid out beforehand of, wow, this guy is so great, and it's just another eh, year of quarterback play. And look, right, we talked about the weapons they have. They got good players offensively and defensively. You know what's one we have not talked about? And it could be tricky because they just drafted two quarterbacks the last two seasons, but they weren't first-round uh, They weren't first round pick. Neither of them were. Yeah, Tennessee. That feels like they may need to blow it up, to be honest. But if you're still trying to utilize that window of having DeAndre Hop, well, if Hopkins, right? That was a two-year deal? Two-year yeah. deal. So you have him there for another year. You got Derrick Henry. You know Vrabel's going to always try to be competitive here. I don't think that, like, that's an upgrade compared to Ryan Tannehill. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Does that get you over the top Super Bowl? No. And also... I know you don't want to bring up this team. What about Denver? If Russ is just ass this year, I know it's going to be tough to move that contract, but if they're just like, all right, we got to be done with Russ, I know it's going to be tough because there's going to be a lot of dead cap there, and it's like, then how are you going to give a big contract to Kirk Cousins? I mean, look, I we kind of talked about in the preseason. If Russ uh, in 2023 is like Russ of 2022, I think I'm with you. I think they'll move on from him. I don't think Sean Payton's going to stand, you know, be patient, if you will, and Look, that's why you get a lot of capologists that get paid a lot of money to, you know, fumble the numbers, if you will, and make sure, uh, fudge the numbers and make sure it works. Before I throw this team out there, let me just see how easy it would be to get out of the contract. But let's just say if Geno Smith regresses and he's more so the Geno Smith that he's been for most of his career, I know he just signed that that three-year contract, um, I got to see what the outs are in the contract, 
But if you put Kirk Cousins with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zach Charbonnet, and Kenneth Walker, that's a that's a pretty nice uh, collection of pieces on offense for Kirk Cousins to throw the football to. And the dead cap next year for Geno Smith that they got out of the deal will be seventeen point four million the year after that, eight point seven. That's manageable. Which I mean, for quarterbacks, honestly, in this day and age, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Seventeen million dollars. That's Look, that's and also, yeah. you would probably be releasing Geno Smith because I don't. If he's bad, I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. If you do one of those post June one releases, the twenty twenty four dead cap, according to Spot Rack, would then be eight point seven million. And speaking of needing weapons, DK Lockett, mm-hmm. JSN, yeah. Kenneth Walker, they're loaded. They are loaded on offense, needing a signal caller. All right, we got to get to Herm uh, Herm Edwards in a bit. So let me just give you five people that need to make a statement this weekend in the NFL. Uh, In at number five, Bill Belichick. The Patriots are kind of in like no man's territory right now where we know that they're not a bad football team. They'll be competitive in a lot of games, but no one would call them a really good football team, let alone a great team right now. You're going up against the Miami Dolphins. We all know how great of a mastermind uh, from a defensive standpoint Bill Belichick is. Let's see if he has a, a, a game plan in him. And he's done well throughout his career up against Tyree Kill to kind of slow down that Miami Dolphins def- uh, offense and give them a chance to go win the game and see what Mac Jones and company are made out of this week. So I look at Bill Belichick this week. He needs to make a statement. Another person that needs to make a statement, it's actually Justin Herbert. I've been a big supporter of Justin Herbert, but they lost last week to Tua Tunga-Vailoa, another high-octane offensive game with the Chargers on the wrong side of it. I know we all look at Brandon Staley, not a good coach. You have a lot of weapons with the Chargers, but their most consistent weapon the last two seasons has been Austin Eckler. He's doubtful. You just paid Justin Herbert. I need a franchise quarterback moment here from Justin Herbert against a team that I that is is gritty. The way that I'll describe the Tennessee Titans is that they're a gritty football team. I wouldn't call them a good football team, but you know that they're going to be competitive. I need a big performance by Justin Herbert this week. I think the next player here, number three, is going to surprise you. It's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase ran his mouth last week up against the Browns, calling them the Elves and saying Cleveland is Cleveland. The Cincinnati Bengals lost 24-3. to I know Joe Burr only had 82 passing yards in the game, But then afterwards, like, Jamar Chase was still disrespectful to Cleveland. He had five receptions for 39 yards. You're going up against a secondary that's banged up and a whole team that's banged up in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, On Monday Night Football, or excuse me, on on Sunday, you need the the Cincinnati Bengals led by Jamar Chase at a 1 p.m. Eastern time game in Cincinnati up against the Ravens to have a big performance. Number two, Geno Smith. Last week, the entire offense was horrible up against the Rams. The Rams are a team that I don't expect to be good this year, and they're 1-0. Got to give credit to Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, and also that defense. And Matthew Stafford did a nice job. But this is a big spot for the Seahawks this week. Up against a good Lions team, going to be a lot of points. You need a big performance here out of Geno Smith because they lose this game their own too. People are going to start to say, oh, last year, how, how realistic is that to repeat what they did or was it maybe just an anomaly and a one-time thing what they did a year ago? And then finally, this is a player that everyone thinks is wonderful and is sensational, but opponent does matter. We all know Trevor Lawrence has a bright future, 
But I think Trevor Lawrence can make a big statement this week. Going up against the Chiefs defense, that is not all that good. I know they get Chris Jones back on offense. They're going to have Travis Kelsey this week. I saw that he was faking the injury and then started twerking uh, in practice. The Chiefs, though, beat them last year in the playoffs. Mahomes got hurt, right? And we know how he played well, and Mahomes comes back, all that stuff. But the Jaguars are a team that everyone says they're a good team. I said they're a team, though, that could be. I, and I picked them as the second seed in the AFC this year with that division. You know, we know they're going to win double-digit games. But as long as Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen keep on coming off the edge, there's not a lot of flaws with that team. And for Trevor Lawrence, if he goes toe-to-toe with Mahomes, I believe there will be a lot of national respect on Monday. It's only a 1 p.m. Eastern time game, Chiefs and Jaguars. That feels like that should be 425. That should be 820, uh, something like that. So I like that's at 1 p.m. Eastern. But this is a winnable game for Jacksonville, and it could be a statement that you could make that last year, you know, we made it to the divisional round. No one's really picking us to go to the Super Bowl, and you could kind of just stake your early claim that the Jaguars are a Super Bowl contender. All right, he's at Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. The coach, Herm Edwards, will join us next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. Football Friday right here. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We go out to the guest line right now and welcome in the former head coach of the New York Jets, the Kansas City Chiefs, and also the Arizona State football program. And that is Herm Edwards, who's now back with ESPN, kind enough to join us on CBS Sports Radio. Herm, appreciate the time as always. How you been? I've been well. Um, like all other football fans and <laughs> that watch the game of football, um, it's sloppy. Uh, I think veterans not playing in the preseason, 
it just affects the games. I think it takes them at least three weeks for them to get them physical and mentally prepared, ready to play. But the problem is now it's a regular season. So there's a lot of games lost that should be won due to the fact of uh, non-participation in the preseason. If you were still coaching, and I know that's been the trend to really not play your guys in the preseason, it seems like the the training camp sessions, uh, the, those joint practice, uh, practice sessions when the intensity gets picked up a little bit and that's where the real competition happens, how would you kind of navigate uh, the preseason and training camp if you were still coaching? No different than I went when I was coaching. It, it, was getting to, it was turning that way. Now it's really turned that way where a lot of the players don't participate in the preseason. I understand why. Uh, I, I think depending on of the age of certain players, uh, I always was in the mindset during the preseason, you need to get at least a whole game within um, your ability as a veteran player. So 65 snaps, 70 snaps. Also believe this, the third preseason game, well, then it was four, now it's three. Mm-hmm. That second preseason game, actually, in the third quarter, let your starters come out and play a quarter. Just, just, just play a series of plays to get used to coming in and out of the, the locker room at halftime. So there are certain ways you can do it. I understand I'm not faulting any coach that says, hey, I'm not playing my players. I'm not saying that. I know what I would do, um, and I did it in the past, and uh, I just think it's a safer it, it's safer for the players. And, and it's kind of funny now because we all know that September is an extension of the preseason, and it feels like the regular season actually gets going where it looks like actual football in late September or October, but it doesn't mean that people aren't critical and the analysis is still there. Like the Eagles are 2-0. and I know it wasn't the cleanest game last night, but that's a team I have no concerns about. But some people today are like, hmm, something doesn't look right with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm like, hold on. They're still a 2-0 and football team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think it goes to show you, even those two teams, even Kansas City. Now, I know they were out of – Jones wasn't there, and obviously uh, Kelsey wasn't there as well. But – they weren't in. They weren't in sync. Philly hadn't been in sync. Um, they they ran the ball a little bit better last week, uh, but the passing game is not in sync by any stretch of imagination. Uh, you got two new coordinators. That's not in sync yet. Um, their defense in the back end is struggling somewhat. So there's a lot of things to fix. But the great thing is they're two and zero. Talking to Herm Edwards right now, the former head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Jets. How about that Chiefs-Jaguars game coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern? That's going to be a fun one. It really will be. Um, uh, you can't say enough about the Jaguars, kind of the direction they're headed in, and especially their quarterback. Uh, and, you know, the Chiefs need to rebound. I mean, obviously that was a – that's a tough loss when you lose an arrowhead. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. That's, that's the friendly confines of arrowhead. It's hard to win in that place. And um, I think Patrick Mahomes and those guys will, will get things going a little bit better this week. But I think it'll be a tough game. This won't be it, – it, I'm hoping, and I say this as a defensive-minded guy, I'm hoping it's summer, some, similar to the Chargers, obviously the game that they played in, right? <laughs> the Chargers, you know, played in a game last week where you just looked at this and you went, man, they're scoring. Chargers and Miami Dolphins, that was – you couldn't sit down. Every time you turned around, somebody was scoring touchdowns. Yeah, and the over in this game, Chiefs and Jaguars is 51. Herm, I'm, I'm hammering the over this week, and I think there's going to be a lot of points between these two teams. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you. But, you know, it, it's probably going to be almost 1,000 yards in offense. <laughs> that would be something. Uh, Coach Herm Edwards is uh, here with us. So I got to ask you about the Jets. We all saw the, yeah. the Rodgers injury on Monday yeah. Night Football. So unfortunate. Just take me through how you reacted to it and process it on Monday night. 
Oh, I've seen it happen. It happened to me with Chad Pennington. So, I get it. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's you feel bad for the organization. You feel bad for the player. You feel bad for all fans, though. Regardless if you were a Jets fan or not, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers was trying to take the path of Tom Brady going to another team, Matthew Stafford going to another team and winning Super Bowls. Um, he picked the Jets, rightly so. You know, they, they, they're a young team, very good on defense. All the pieces were there. They just needed a quarterback to get them over the hump, you know, as far as their offense went. And uh, four plays, it was just – it was like, are you kidding me? Right, I mean, I mean, everybody was shaking their heads. Said, you got to, you got to be kidding me, right? And they got to recover, and I think they will. They're good enough on defense. If, if the young quarterback can just play within himself, don't turn the ball over, you know, just 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 play the game and, and don't try to win games. Your defense and your special teams will win games for you. Um, I think they'll be okay. And that young quarterback in Zach Wilson, you kind of just said it. He's got to protect the football. But I just wonder yeah. where his confidence is going to be at because that was supposed to be the guy, former number two overall pick. Then you bring in Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to be a backup, and now he's thrown right back into the fire. Like, in meetings privately, coaching quarterback, what's that meeting like this week with Robert Sala and Zach Wilson? Well, I think, and, and, and really Nathaniel Hackett, you know, what is your offense now? It's not the Aaron Rodgers offense. For sure. I mean, that's another reason Aaron Rodgers is there because of Nathaniel Hackett. He's very comfortable who the play caller was. Nathaniel's going to have to get used to Zach now and do some things that he can do well. The one thing this young man can do, he can move in the pocket. He has a live enough arm. You know, get him, get, get him some scripting, some throws early so he can gain confidence completing the football. Uh, and then let your defense play and use your running game, you know, to, to help him. And I think if he does that, um, he'll be fine. I saw more mature Zach Wilson when he went in front of the media. I think the team, due to what he went through and with Aaron Rodgers coming there, Aaron Rodgers mentoring him, the team has a different opinion about him right now than they did last year, right? So all those things are good. And the team understands this is our quarterback right now. I mean, everybody's saying go get a guy, but this is your guy. I mean, he's your guy. You're not going to bring in somebody there and start him this week. He's your starting quarterback. Now, with that being said, if you were still coaching, would you maybe mm-hmm. be in Joe Douglas's room this week and say, hey, go monitor that Kirk Cousins situation with them starting off 0-2 and then being in the final year of his contract, maybe try to get a trade done? Well, him, you know, I think, uh, you know, Tannehill's an option as well because they have Levis there, right? They have a young quarterback waiting. You need a veteran guy that, that, has, that has played in the system where they run the ball and they play defense. Uh, so he's done that. So there's numerous guys. You're hoping, you're hoping that Zach will do the job. And you might have to bring a guy in, but as a backup guy, and not to take his job. Because can you imagine if he doesn't pan out, now you're on your third quarterback. That's tough, guys. That, 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 that don't work a whole lot of times. Herm Edwards here with us. Uh, Ravens and Bengals this week. I know the Ravens are banged up. Is this a good bounce-back spot? I know it's a tough division, uh, but you look at the Bengals. Uh, their offense was just actually so slow starting last week, only having 82 yards, something like oh, that, boy. passing. Yeah, uh, that was hard to watch. you got to give Cleveland a lot of credit as well. But Joe struggled against Cleveland. You know, he's 0-3 yeah. now. Um, but, but I think they bounced back. And, you know, Lamar struggled a little bit. Now it's a new offense. They're asking him to do more in the pocket, right? So – it's a work in progress. And here again, when you don't play together as a team on offense and defense, there's some hiccups. Your stamina, all that stuff, because you haven't played together. 
And so you're trying to figure it out in the regular season, and some games can get away from you early, and hopefully those games don't bite you down the road. Wrapping up with Herm Edwards right now. Seahawks and Lions. Hey, I know we talked earlier about uh, Jacksonville and the Chiefs having a lot of points. Coach, that should be another high-scoring game. You're hoping because I was really surprised um, with the Seahawks' performance offensively, right? I mean, I, you know, the Rams came off that bad year last year. Okay, and I get all that, but that was like, wow. I mean, Geno Smith didn't look comfortable at all, and they hit him. They, they, you know, that guy, 99, somebody needs to block that guy, by the way. I, mean, I don't know. I, I find a way to block him. I don't block anybody else. I'm blocking him. Where is that? Just block that guy. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Seattle's going to have to bounce back. That was a, that was a bad loss, right? I mean, that was, that was like kind of a head Shocking. That was almost, that was almost like San Francisco going in there and beating Pittsburgh, Right. I actually think it's it was it was worse because you know San Francisco to me is a, is a very good team. Oh no, no doubt. You know oh, no, I agree. the Rams no, on I paper, agree. I think are going to be bad this year. But I didn't think Pittsburgh to go into Pittsburgh and do that to them. Yeah, that was shocking. That that was now, surprising. You know what I'm saying? Now Seattle and the Rams, that was like a head scratcher because I thought Seattle hey said hey they, you know they fixed their secondary, you know piece of defensive guy. Um, you know, they got these receivers now. It's like, come on. And I looked at that and I was well, they can't block 99, so this game might be over. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, before we let you run, Dolphins and Patriots this week. It was good to see Tua healthy last week and just yeah. dominate him with Tyreek Hill. And for the Patriots, it's a big week. I, I know they played well up against the Eagles, but it's still a loss. Uh, this could be a big statement for uh, Bill Belichick to make going up against the Dolphins. Well, they did a good job last week against uh, – Obviously, Philadelphia Eagles, and you know he had all off season to practice for him. Now he knows Tua, he knows this offense. It'll be interesting to see how he takes the receivers out of the mix, right? Uh, you, know, the, you know, Hill and Waddle. I mean, but then they can run the ball with most or so. He's gonna. I know one thing. He's not gonna. He's gonna try to not allow him to throw the ball inside the numbers. He's gonna have players in there, right? I don't think he's going to allow number 10 to run just free off the line of scrimmage. This is going to be interesting how they play, right? I mean, New England's got a really good defense. they got a real good defense. They, look, the Miami Dolphins didn't show, slow the charges down by a stretch of imagination. So I, I think if you're, you're Bill, you know, you can't keep up with them scoring, but you can pound them and you can run the ball. And that's what you're going to try to do and and, and put two in some third and long situations where he has to hold the ball, uh, you know, and, and try to get to him. But the critical thing, basically, is you got to be able to tackle these guys in space. Because if you can't tackle them in space, look out, it's over. They, got, they have the fastest team in football, the Miami Dolphins. It's not even close. Yeah, it, it really is unreal with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Even if you stop one of them, the, the next guy can go get you for 200 yards as well. Uh, Herm Edwards, Jets and Cowboys. I know we talked about the whole Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers situation with the Rodgers Achilles, but now with Zach Wilson back in at quarterback, Cowboys were dominant week one, blowing out the Giants 40 to nothing. What type of football game do you expect there in Jerry's world? I think both teams will lean on the defense, and, and Dak has to be very careful. The, the, they lose this game if he turns the ball over, right? If Dak Prescott turns the ball over, they're going to lose this game because the, the Eagles can hunt. I mean, excuse me, you know, the, the Jets can hunt, 
But the Dallas Cowboys, I tell you what, that was an impressive defensive performance. There ain't no doubt about that. Going on the road doing that. So I, I think both these defenses are going to determine who wins this football game. I think the quarterbacks got to make sure they do not turn the ball over because whoever turns it over the most, that's going to be the team that probably wins this game. Last thing I'll ask you, just you also know in the college game, doing both the, the pros and then also uh, coaching in college the last few years over at Arizona State, to see what Coach Prime Deion Sanders has done in two no. weeks, what's your reaction? That's not surprising. Prime's a good friend of mine, um, and, and, I, and I think he's done a marvelous job. His son is terrific. Um, th- those kids play with a lot, a lot of energy, boy, and he gives them energy too, and, and they're very confident. Um, and they just go about their business. And, he, you know, Prime puts all the pressure on himself because of how he deals with people and how he deals with the media, right? And, and everyone's kind of looking at him, and the players just get to play. And they're having fun. They're, they're having a lot of fun. It's different. A lot of college coaches don't like the way he goes about his business, but Prime has a great heart, and he's a good human being. That's all show. That's his all show. And it, it, it distracts you. It gets you thinking about all that, and then you forget that. You know what? These guys, he got some good football players over here, too. <laughs> By the way, yeah. it, it, interpret the coaching angle of this. What was Jay Norvell doing going after Prime for wearing sunglasses and a hat when he talks to the media? I can't figure that one out. I mean, you just you let that one look. You're already in trouble, and, and now you're <laughs> – it's like you played right into Coach Prime's game there. Now he gets to use that as motivation. It's crazy. Right, right. Look, look, look. Stupid. I always tell coaches. You know, you know what I always tell coaches? I said, last time I checked, these coaches can talk. And I say this because I've been on both sides. And these coaches can talk all they want. They don't play. Coaches <laughs> don't play. The, the players have to go out there and play. And do whatever you said, no matter either coach, whatever you said, the players actually have to go play now. So <laughs> just think about it that way. <laughs> my players got to go out and, and deal with this now. Not me, because I'm standing on the sideline. And, and here's I'm the saying, thing. If he, was, if he wanted to get his program maybe in the news and take some of the, the attention away for Coach Prime, like just go guarantee the victory. Don't go after Coach Prime. It makes no sense. <laughs> you know, I think he, was, he respects Prime, obviously, uh, but I just think he just got going, and all of a sudden, you know, he got out there, and he's over his skis, and you can't take it back because he's out there. And then, you know, as soon as Prime heard it, he says, well, here he went. You gave him another, you gave him another mark. And I, well, okay, I'm, now it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, appreciate the time. Coach Herm Edwards, appreciate it as always. My, thank you, my friend. My pleasure. There you go. Herm Edwards with us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. Zach's taking on the most polarizing issues in sports. Which side of the line of scrimmage will he end up on? Offside. Defense number 69. It's Onsides, Offsides with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. Show CBS Sports Radio onside offside time. By the way, this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com. Hickster, what do we got? Thursday night football, Zach. Some controversy did ensue as right before the half of Eagles Vikings, Kirk Cousins connected deep on a pass to Justin Jefferson at the one yard line, tried to reach out and extend for the goal line to score a touchdown. As he started reaching out, fumbled the ball. Ball went out of the end zone, resulting in a touchback and Eagles football. Now, in the day of 2023, Evolves argue this called a big controversy on if this rule should actually be in place or should the offense, despite fumbling the ball out of bounds, should still retain possession of the football. So I'll ask you, Zach, onsides or offsides? The NFL should change the rule to allow the offense to keep the ball if they fumble out of the end zone. So... Full disclosure, I hate this rule. I think it should be changed. But I thought the point, Hickey, that you made earlier was somewhat of a good justification of it, that the reason why Hickey's okay with it is because most of these rules are catered to the offense and are in favor of the offense. And this is like the one rule that actually does benefit the defense. But still, with that being said, I think it's dumb that if you fumble at the one-yard line and the ball goes out of bounds, you get the ball right back there. But if you fumble out of bounds and you let loose of the ball at the one, then it goes back to the other team and then at the 20. So you said to me the NFL should change the rule to allow the offense to keep the ball if they fumble out of the end zone. Uh, Even though you did a good justification and explanation for it, I will still say onsides. Change the rule. Let's stick with that game. And we know this, folks. Ooh. The moment the Colts get screwed by this, Hickey will say, folks, I've seen enough. We got to change the rules. Now, Jonathan Taylor fumbled the ball in week five at the one-yard line goes out of bounds. We need to change it. Colts got screwed. Change it. And I'll make sure before I say that to delete any any trace of audio <laughs> of me saying, right now, this is a great rule and give the defenses a break. And then I will absolutely go into land based on the rest for this stupid rule. I think you've learned one thing about me throughout these last <laughs> few years. I have a great memory. Nothing gets past me when it comes to remembering things. I promise Besides you. Besides the things that do get past me. <laughs> <laughs> I will be fair if the Colts do get screwed. Okay. I'm sure. That, uh, you won't. <laughs> let's look at that game because outside of the controversy right there we just talked about, the Eagles won the game and now they are 2-0, and but not really clicked yet so far on all cylinders. A.J. Brown was seen on the sidelines frustrated Thursday night 
for a lack of targets from Jalen Hurts. He finished the game with just four catches for 29 yards. And Hurts himself has not had the best start to the season. A combined in two games, 393 passing yards and two touchdowns. Onsides or offside, Zach, you are concerned early on with the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely not. This is the easiest offside ever. Offside. Herm Edwards just said it. There's reasons why no one really goes full speed anymore in the preseason. So you're going to have sloppy things. So if we're seeing a lot of sloppy play happen around the league and the team is still 2-0, and as long as they stay healthy, they'll get even better. And also, the great teams find a way to win even when they don't play their best. I am not concerned whatsoever about the Philadelphia Eagles. One of the best matchups of week two is the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Now, Kansas City has some good Duval. injury knows. Uh, that place is going to be electric. Nice opening week one win. A lot of expectations for this season. Chiefs nice now. opening week one win. They went up against a JV football team in the look, Colts. They won the game. Okay, we've seen some. You want to get on me for the Rams prediction? We saw the Seahawks lose a bad game. The Vikings <laughs> lose a bad game. Like, Plenty of teams flopped in week number one. Not the Jags. They took care of business. And now, not only do the Chiefs come to town, Chiefs come to town healthy. You know why it's a good victory for the Jaguars? Because why? they played into our playbook. They got the hopes of hot take Hickey up. And he was like, okay, here they go. Here come the Colts. I-N-D-Y. Here comes Indy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then right when they take the lead off a crazy play, it all went downhill from there a fourth quarter lead into a 10-point loss that is what the Colts do best is there a lot of high-pitched screaming in your household when the Colts took the lead not hype it's a lot of let's go let's go go. this season is different and then as soon as I said that two straight drives touchdown interception touchdown and there goes that Anthony Richardson is him oh I was ready I was ready speaking of ready Travis Kelsey, after missing week one, ready to play in week two. Chris twerk, Jones. Twerk, 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 That's That knee looked pretty good as he's twerking at practice. And Chris Jones, after holding out in week number one, back and ready to go now for week number two. Now, the Jaguars have a great chance here, right? Defending Super Bowl chance at home. A lot of hype win this game. Chiefs 0-1, trying to avoid the 0-2 record to start the season. So I'll ask you, onsides or offsides, the Jaguars are the team that needs to win more. The Chiefs right now are the standard. They could go 0-2. I've seen my football team, when they were the standard, go 0-2 and still find a way to win a Super Bowl, so I wouldn't be concerned whatsoever. But the Jaguars need this game more to make a statement early on in the regular season that they are a Super Bowl contender. And you know what? I love the Jaguars this week. You'll hear more about this in my picks coming up later, but I love Jacksonville this week. Uh, The Jaguars need to win more than the Chiefs do on sides. College football, after starting the first two games, Jalen Milrow has been benched at Alabama for Notre Dame transfer Tyler Buckner. Now, last week, Alabama QB Jalen Milrow did throw two picks against Texas in their loss, and Nick Saban after game admitted he almost did not fall through, but almost benched Milrow uh, in that uh, in that eventual L. Now, in his career, Tyler Buckner has thrown six touchdowns to eight interceptions over the course of 14 appearances, 13 coming at Notre Dame. Knows Tommy Reese, though, the offensive coordinator. He does know Tommy Reese. Maybe that's why he's down there in Tuscaloosa right now. But I'll ask you, does he stay in the field? Onside draw sides. Alabama will make another quarterback switch before October 1st. So assuming that Milrow doesn't transfer out of the program right away, I would assume 
that he will eventually see the field once again at some point this season. Um, it's tough for me to believe in Tyler Buckner. I feel like every three weeks, we will, or every two weeks even, we will have a quarterback conversation about Alabama. Now, they play USF. You should be able to win the game and, and play well. But if you struggle in the first half, then this stuff doesn't go away. Uh, yeah, I think we'll see another quarterback switch. And then also, we were talking about this in the offseason. They kept on talking about three quarterbacks. Well, if you keep on talking about three quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. So you could have uh, someone else getting into the game plan. But you asked me, Alabama will make another QB switch before October 1st. Huh. Three games, if you include tomorrow. South Florida, Ole Miss, and I don't know who they play the 30th. I forget. You know what? They'll make another change this season. But I don't think it will. Eh. You look at the schedule, though. So this week you should win South Florida. Then it's Ole Miss, and then it's Mississippi State. I think after the Mississippi State game, they make another switch. But Alabama will make another switch before October 1st. Uh, that means I'll go Offside. Offside. And finally, Aaron Rodgers made his first public appearance today in the Pat McAfee show since the Achilles injury and said his goal is to play again and didn't even rule out a potential return for this season as his goal is to make the fastest recovery ever. Now, for uh, a reference, Cam Akers of the Rams back in 2021 did tear his Achilles in July of that season, was able to get back on the field in early January, six months right there. Onsides or offsides, you believe there is a realistic chance Aaron Rodgers could return to the field at some point this season. You know how Coach Prime says, give me my theme music? Just give me my sound. Offsides. Does anyone actually think Aaron Rodgers is coming back this season? Aaron Rodgers doesn't even think it. I know he went all Kevin Garnett. Anything's possible! But there's no way Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Jets this season. I think he'll be playing next season. I think he's going to win comeback player of the year. But this season, no shot. You know what I just did right there? Well, I, I truthfully believe that. But it'd be pretty damn cool if they end up using that, like, in the playoffs. They doubted Aaron Rodgers. He's got no, you have some jackass on the radio, bloviating jackass. He has no shot to return this year, blah, 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 blah. And then maybe we make the hype video when he comes back in the playoffs. And like a phoenix, <laughs> he has risen again. Yeah. Get the ayahuasca. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.